Hello everyone, I'm your host Roman Garcia from Nerd Support and welcome to the Creating a Culture of Innovation podcast. We're here to highlight up and coming and growing businesses that want to show off their culture and what makes them stand out with technology. Our goal is to educate our audience about having a strong IT and cybersecurity infrastructure and showing how other businesses are leveraging technology in order to succeed. Nerd Support is an award-winning managed service provider that's been helping businesses in the U.S. and around the world with managed IT, consulting, and cloud solutions for almost 20 years. If you found what we talked about in today's episode valuable and are looking to advance your business's technology strategy, we can offer you a free IT consultation where we examine your technology, cybersecurity, and compliance so we can take care of your IT and you can focus on the growth of your business. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can apply at cacoi.nerdsupport.com slash podcast. And to learn how Nerd Support can help you succeed with technology, visit us at nerdsupport.com. All right, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creating a Culture of Innovation podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Roman Garcia, and I'm joined today by yet another business leader who's cultivating a culture of innovation within his business, Brent Allen. Brent is the founder and president of Amplify, which is a financial services firm that drives businesses transformation through a variety of services with an emphasis on improved financial visibility, optimized processes, and cost control. So first of all, thanks for coming on, Brett, and welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. Great, Roman. I'm glad to be here. All right. Great to have you on, Brett. I also see in your about section, you guys are global, curious, progressive, and innovative. So, well, I'm curious about how innovative you are. And so let's get right into it. So, Brett, first of all, tell me and the audience a little bit about your business's mission statement. What does Amplify do for businesses around you to help them succeed? Yeah, so our mission statement is pretty uh, simple, and it is to help people do what they love to do and what they're best at more, uh, you know, uh, help it be more of their time on a day in, day out basis. So what we talk about, what, what gets us out of bed in the morning is helping business owners not have to deal with all of the things in business that they didn't, uh, that's not why they got into it. That's not their passion. So uh, if you were a plumber, we want you out there helping folks by, you know, uh, executing on a day in, day out basis, not sitting doing payroll, uh, sitting doing your uh, taxes or your accounting or worry about your cash flow. So it, it really gets us jazzed. The folks who work with us and me included love accounting. Believe it or not, there are people like that in this world that just love to uh, be inside the numbers. And um, and so that's that's what we we do. We bring our love to business owners to, to take away something that they do not. Great to have that kind of passion there. I myself love the number side that I'm typically right brain, but uh, the, this podcast, the, this lets me express the left brain side as well. But it's really cool that uh, that you're kind of like on that on that wavelength. So next question, I want to hear a little bit about how you want to start Amplify. And if you had any inspirational figures in your life that kind of like molded your way into that. Sure. Uh, it's a very long story, which I'm sure most people's origin stories are. But uh, to say it really concisely, I, I got the opportunity to lead a manufacturing firm, be the CEO a number of years ago. And through that, I got the opportunity to join a group called Vistage, which is just a CEO peer network group. And I was in a group with eight other CEOs, and they were just dynamic, some of the best companies, most innovative companies, operationally excellent, um, really growing um, 
and they were they were in the you know anywhere from two and a half million dollars in revenue to three hundred million dollars in revenue. And I I sat in that room with them month after month for years. And what I heard was while they had a lot of really good things going in operations, they were they had a boat anchor behind them, which was their their finance uh, and really their their entire back office. Um, and and it got me to be curious as to why this was. I knew a lot of folks that were great at this, uh, at, at finance and accounting, and whether whether it be banking or making sure that you're getting good reporting, operational metrics, and uh, you know tax mitigation, all those things. Uh, but it didn't seem to be landing inside the businesses that needed it the most. Um, so we we set out to start Amplify. It it really. Um, is different in the way that we're we're not a traditional CFO frac- fractional CFO firm. We bring a whole team, everything from tax expertise to um, day in day out bookkeeping to uh, data um, warehousing, and how, how do we pull out uh, and how do we determine good KPIs that are actionable on a day in day out basis for our clients. So um, we bring a whole team approach. I believe that finances, just like uh, HR or IT today, what you're seeing is uh, more and more specialization because of how how much right. value you can get from your dollar. Uh, whereas in the past, what you've had in businesses is uh, at best, you've had a generalist who did just enough to get by. Right. And not just the not just like the the short term dollar value, but like long term, if you run into any of those uh, those issues, that you you got yourself covered for for scalability or it or and all the, all those issues that you don't want to run into something and then solve it after it breaks or af- after you run into an issue with your finances or something like that you'd rather have, be covered like that so uh, that's good to hear and by any chance did you end up going back to that com- uh, to that company and helping and um, like helping them out with the fin- finances yes yep absolutely okay. nice and going back to your roots and stuff. So great. Glad to hear that. And so moving on, what are some of the things your business values most in regards to serving your clients? Sure. So the I think the thing that makes us unique is we're a very results oriented business. So for the most part, when you end up uh, engaging consultants, what you find is folks that will charge by the hour. We've traditionally charged uh, we've, we've gone in scoped projects and then charged a predictable monthly retainer. The reason why that's important is because what I saw through my career is that uh, people will allow excuses to get in the way of actual bottom line results. So as a consultant, me coming in and saying, you know what, I gave you the right information. I gave you this, but, you know, Joe Bob or the next guy down the down didn't do their part. Therefore, you didn't get your results. We just we don't have a lot of tolerance for that. So our whole team is driven for you know, if we're going to, you know, charge you a thousand dollars a month, we've got to make sure that we, uh, that we provide you with value well in excess of $12,000 a year. And it's our responsibility to do that. That's very difficult in the accounting and finance space for a number of reasons I could go into, but a lot of it is business owners don't understand or appreciate just how much work and process has to go into having really great numbers and having them in a timely fashion and having them in a, a way that can be consumed to make better and quicker decisions inside of a business. Um, and the way that we have been able to approach that and, and close that gap 
So let's just say something would take us a hundred hours to get done and a business owner only sees it might be four hours. Well, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I mean, that's a, that's a big problem. And I think that's the probably the largest problem facing our industry on the finance and accounting. We have been able to bridge that gap through some client education, but mostly through technology, mostly through automation. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, all of the, the new tools that are out there that are able to automate uh, whether it be information between systems and using Zapier or you know uh, any other type of APIs, mm-hmm. um, as well as we use um, bots now uh, to do a lot of the data collection and routine uh, transactions. So we are heavily, heavily invested in technology to help bring down the cost of excellent finance. Like crazy that you bring that up because just in the past month, that what you've been seeing about like a lot of the AI and automation, how re- how quickly reliant people got, uh, got on uh, certain uh, AI like chat GPT or uh, Otter AI. I've been seeing a lot of people using that for meetings or uh, kind of like ways to repurpose data or or content or things like that to you know use it for either marketing or or just like with their own business processes. Yeah, it's it's honestly been blowing up really quick and I'm excited to see how that turns out. Yeah, Roman, most people inside the industries that that's affecting are initially resistant. I mean, just like chat GPT, what I'm hearing is, you know, if you want to do uh, some marketing content, you know, put put some content together for a blog, it is a great place to give you a starting template. And yet what you hear is all the content writers out there talking about why it's not sufficient. At the end of the day, you know, we have been on the forefront on the accounting and finance of adopting technology Mm -hmm. quickly and not fighting it. And you see a lot of folks fighting it. You see a lot of people still wanting to do accounting uh, and finance the, the way they did it 20 years ago. It's just very expensive and it's very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, th- you know, like there's still a side of like needing to be efficient with it. It's not just like pressing a button and e- absolutely everything. You still need like, you still need like the nuance of, you know, like a human with the expertise or things like that to be able to handle it or the, the output well. So, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. glad to see that you guys are kind of like on that forefront. That's a great point, Roman. And, my, and I, I didn't say this, but my whole point is, if you're going to pay us $1,000 a month, I want as much of that $1,000 going to uh, thinking work. Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody being able to give you strategy, somebody being able to interpret results, and that, all of that time not going into just getting the data and getting the results so that you can analyze it. I think that's that's more what you see in business right. where they you pay somebody just to get the data there and then there's no effort around analyzing it or being strategic about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, kind of on the the note of like with it being within your industry, I know you mentioned a little bit about it already, but I want to hear a little bit more about your domain expertise. What's going on in the financial or accounting industry that you think could be done better? And how are you innovating, particularly with technology, aside from what you already mentioned, to set yourselves apart from the rest? So there, there again, that's another one of those questions that uh, I could probably speak for two days on. But the the probably the largest things that we see, if you go back 20 years, what you would find is most people operating in large ERP systems that were expensive and that were what we would call end-to-end. So every part of their process, whether it be their CRM, uh, the way that they ran their shop, um, they're all the way to their accounting uh, would be in one one system, uh, which meant that there, there were a lot of benefits to that. 
Um, the downside to it was most systems tended to be good in, in some areas and not good in others. Well, today what you find is uh, a piecemeal approach in almost every business. Every business that we go into will be operating in a, a dozen or more pieces of software and the trouble that they have, which is really good because each one of those pieces of software hopefully is the best at what it does. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you have, you have um, a lot of systems that go dormant or information that you can't trust because the information is not getting in there because you have all these different sources of truth, uh, different points of input, mm -hmm. uh, different reporting that you have to then consolidate. So one of the number one things that we do is, is tie all the systems that customers use together. And when you do that, again, through APIs, we do it through data warehousing. Uh, we use Snowflake, which is a, a great product that's out there. Um, and so we have bots that go in and, and depending on the system, grab all the data that's needed, uh, pull it up to the data warehouse, and then have a system that reports off of all that data. So it's, you know, if you're a service-based business and you have phone data and you have customer invoice data and you have um, vehicle GPS data, we can bring all that together to give you insights about your business as to how you can improve either cut costs or improve your customer experience. It just goes way beyond what you would traditionally think about accounting and finance. The, the idea that um, the your accountant or your finance department, their role is to give you financial statements 15 or 30 days after a month end. It's just not any good anymore in our in our world. It moves too quickly. If you get a report, you know, two weeks from now about what happened in December, I mean, what what good is that? You really have to have data much quicker than that today. Right. And especially now with we're going to be going, the uh, tax season is knocking on the door. We got to make sure that we have all our reporting and things like that in line. And it's about, definitely going to be an absolutely hectic season, but uh, cool to see that you have like the tools in place to do that. As long as, you know, like uh, the, with how big you guys are on, on data that I'm sure like compliance is a, is a huge, uh, is a huge like monster to take on as well. Right. Yeah. And the, the good thing is when you use the, the large guys, the systems. So again, we don't have servers. You, you just go back you think about how much easier it is today to do this type of stuff where, you know, in the past security would have been a real concern, but as you get into the, the large guys, the AWS uh, type environments, they're very, very secure. We don't carry anything on our laptops. Um, everything is in the cloud. Everything is well protected uh, as far as data goes. We talk, uh, we talk big on compliance, uh, the kind of like, especially with the emergence of remote work, you know, BYOD, uh, things like that. They, uh, you know, like, so at, to at least give uh, people the flexibility, but, uh, you know, like obviously security always comes first. And so like, that's obviously the most important thing. And so last question, what's on the agenda for, for you and Amplify in the near future, if there's anything you could share? Yeah, we're, we're really excited. We've come out with a couple of different products. And one of the challenges is how do you get started? Getting started, bringing in a professional on the finance and accounting side is difficult because number one, you have to face all the the problems in your business, both on the financial side and and data and analysis will highlight areas where you're not doing as well, and it will also highlight areas where you're doing well. Um, so we're trying to help you know number one do that in a very efficient manner, but number two help ease the pain of that. And we've started we've got a, a product called a health score that will come out and um, look at your business from end to end on the finance side. 
and be able to tell you, hey, here are the areas where you're you're a little bit below the line as far as the industry standard. Here's the areas where you're excellent. And then the areas where you might be below the line, depending on your uh, where you are in your business um, journey, it may be worth fixing. It may not be. But being able to look at it and say, hey, we could fix this. It would cost X number of dollars. Here is what we believe the benefit would be. Uh, do you want to do it or not? I think is is very empowering for a business owner. I think traditionally when they deal with finance people, it's a very binary decision. It is you must do this or you must do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's hard because that's really not the way businesses um, uh, it's not the way it works. Right. Everything's a cost benefit trade off. And mm-hmm. so we're excited about rolling that product out, especially in the face of uh, continued inflation and recession uh, coming I, I've never seen that pairing before, and we're we are working closely with our clients uh, to help them model different scenarios. So get let's get three or four or five different scenarios about what could happen in the macro economy, things that you can't control. Let's get a plan for how we protect ourselves against those downsides, and then let's get really aggressive. Uh, I don't know how much your your listeners know about this, but you know there are more millionaires made in recessions than any other time. If you, you want to go back in history right. and, and it's because this is a great time to just absolutely own your competition as everybody else slows down, sits on their heels and tries to tries to see what's going to happen in the greater economy. If you've got a plan, you got a, if you've got a mitigation for any downside, then you can get really aggressive. And that's what gets us excited. Right. Absolutely. And not just in, in, you know, slow times like the recession, but like as we saw with, uh, but as I mentioned earlier, with the remote work situation uh, that, you know, like what we saw in the pandemic down here in South Florida, we did see like a huge boom in, in like business owners coming, moving down here, taking advantage of kind of the, the infrastructure that we down, have down here to, to innovate and, you know, take advantage of uh, everyone else kind of like backing off and then starting their own solutions. So that's cool. And you you mentioned you said it was called Health Score, Health Score, like health. Health Score. Okay, I thought, yeah, yeah. I was like HD double hockey, hockey stick score. Like, <laughs> no, maybe we'll rename it. I like it, Rob. Like, <laughs> health Score, powerful. <laughs> yeah. All right, but cool. So you heard him. Uh, go check out his website. Uh, drop a like and follow um, follow him on LinkedIn, and uh, stay tuned for the Health Score uh, that's going to be coming out. But before we go, I want you to let the audience know where else they can find you and you possibly have anything else to share with them. Yeah, thank you, Roman. We we are so passionate about what we do and we believe when we get in front of business owners, we make a difference. So one of the things that we're prepared to do, we've got 10 CFO um, uh, sessions that we're prepared to give away to your your um, listeners for free. We'll drop a link you know, here. We'll send it to you. You can schedule directly. Um, and really that we, we believe that type of discovery session, just, you know, you can come to those sessions and ask any questions that you have or ask how health score might work. Or if you just got a particular tax issue or a particular um, a, a finance cash issue, accounting issue that you want to talk about, we're here here to do that. Um, we would love to hear more about your businesses and uh, see if we can make a difference. Absolutely. We got, you know, we got to work together to see uh, how we can help each other out. So, all right. Thank you so much, Brent. I'll make sure to include that when this goes up. And so you heard the man, Brent Allen, everyone, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for creating a culture of innovation within your business. And we'll catch you all next time. All right. Bye. 
Thank you, Roman. Hi, Roman here. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creating a Culture of Innovation. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can apply at cacoi.nerdsupport.com slash podcast. Did you find what we talked about today valuable? Please give it a like and share it on social media. Or if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them and make sure to include the hashtag creating a culture of innovation. We'd love to bring on a diverse group of guests. Since we're regularly putting out new content, subscribe and make sure you don't miss any episodes. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and it mean a lot to me and my team. Want to learn more about nerd support and how we can help you succeed with technology? Visit our website at nerdsupport.com or follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at nerdsupport. Thanks for listening in, and we hope you'll stop by next time.